Hold your hand till it goes cold Hold my tears until you go With all the life that leaves your bones It soaks the purpose from my own Listening to the number one podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County. This is OB Pod. On deck for today, guys. We've got another great motivational message. Of course, we've got our weather for you. Some local news. Not a whole lot, but just enough to get you, you know, spicy. Just a taste. Just a taste, man. But we have our good friend Dale Dickerson joining us for an autumn report that's got some heavy, heavy news in it. Doozies. Yes. Of course, our dad jokes, some random facts and stories you likely didn't know. One of them I just can't wait to talk to T about. I've got a little preview about it. <laughs> and then we're going to close it out with a new TV review of True Detective, and I am going to be spoiler-esque. I'm going to give you a warning now. It's going to be uh, rain. It's going to be rancid. That's, That's right. how spoiled it is. <laughs> rancid. That's right. T, catch us up, man. How's your week been? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. We had a four-day work week, just like you did, due to the holiday last Monday for us government workers. It was President's Day. I'm going to tell you, we jammed six days of work into four. This past week was probably the absolute roughest week of the year, and kids are going crazy. No, there's no doubt. Spring technically is not here yet, but it done spranked as far as the kids are concerned. My goodness gracious. They're just itching to get out so bad. It's just unreal. Hey, you know what? I'll go ahead and say it. It's the parents' fault because they just let them get away with everything. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. Hey, you know what? It is a changing dynamic, man. There's a lot of people who listen to this podcast. I'm going to give you some real honesty here. The way I was raised, the way you were raised, the way things are, this or so on. Those days today, are over. Those days are really not the way they are anymore. You know, they're Mm-mm. just now. If I call a parent in because the kids had a, a mistake, they did something they shouldn't have, or they got in trouble, whatever it is, it's not. It's very rare that I get the parent that walks in and already knows. Oh, Johnny, I can't believe you had me up here. I'm embarrassed. Wait till we get home. They're gonna get it twice as bad at home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot more parenting of questioning the interrogation, the uh, the facts. Yeah, uh, right. I'm more concerned about what's the other kid get for the situation. That's exactly right. You know, that kind of stuff. And, like, and I remind them all the time. I was like, we're here to talk about your child and your child mm-hmm. only. And I said, you know, it's just it's the nature of the beast, you know. And I don't discuss the other child. Well, it's, you're, it's, it's you're, against the your law. child to yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you no, can't do right. that because it goes both ways. You're right. And so I was like, uh, you know, and I just want people to understand. I said, you know, we don't want to call you. We don't want to mm-hmm. make your day bad and say Johnny made a mistake or Susie made a mistake or whatever the situation was, you know, and that, you know, there's consequences or things in play to help them learn from it. Our job is to make them the best citizen possible before they become you know, adults in right. the world we live in. So um, I don't deal with a lot of problems like that, but occasionally I do get those parents to come in and, you know, they question a few things there. And I said, and I don't think they realize it either. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of times the kids will, you know, 
have their parents' ear and they're like, but, 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 and they'll say this, 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 and this, and the, and the parent wants to know. You know what I mean? Right, and, right. And so, I mean, I get it. You know, things change. That's the one thing that's always a constant is change, you know. Um, but it, it is what it is, man. It just is what it is. Uh, you know, we work with it, do the best we can. So how was your week? Believe it or not, I got another kick in the teeth this past week. Hey, um, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Um, One tooth left. Last, <laughs> you know, last week we had that special episode about Barrett Dempsey, and right, uh, it was right. very well received, and I appreciate all the emails and love messages and everything else. I had a lot of fun uh, making the episode, you know, even though it was bittersweet. Um, got a lot of good compliments about it, and I, so I appreciate all those listeners and, and, and the mm-hmm. massive listenership we had last week. That was nice. Um, but uh, a very close friend of uh, my wife and I's, uh, Chris Dore, she she lost her mother tragically, um, just out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Metastasized cancer before you, you know what looked to be six to eight months turned into two weeks. Wow! And, and just um, so we had to, we went to a viewing a funeral and it was, you know, you just you don't want to see your close friends who were basically a family suffering and sure this is somebody who talked to their mother every single day you know and yeah. and that's, yeah. that's 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 a tough pill because you want to be there for her. and so yeah I gotta say I've had a, I've had a cloud over the, the the house for a while and I'm hoping for, to merge out of it rather quickly you know be honest with you. Well, um, hopefully so, this week will be a little better for both of us. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, Tate, let's get over into our motivational message because, you know, I always enjoy talking about it. And that's brought to you by our good friend, Brian Couch. Now, guys, if you don't know who Brian Couch is by now from listening to us, then you're missing out. He's probably the best realtor in all of DeSoto County, and his team, Team Couch, has been voted the number one team in real estate, I don't know how many times, six, eight, nine times here in DeSoto County. I I lost count. The bottom line is, if you want to sell something or you want to buy something and you want a realtor that's going to bring it home and is going to be honest with you, not just sugarcoat you and pat you on the hand and do all the other garbage and just take your money when things don't work out, this is somebody who's really going to do it right, then you really need to go check out teamcouch.com and see what the best can do for you. Tell you this year, this week's motivational message, man, is uh, something a little different. Like something yeah, a little more like accountability, if you want to throw it. You know what I mean? Hey, Basically, that goes right in line with what we were just talking I about. I know it. I know it. About our week. <laughs> so uh, I think it kind of comes down to the reality of it is, is that life's situations does not change your responsibilities. And uh, so let's go to this audio now so you can get a full taste of that. One time when I showed up late to work and I gave him an excuse. I was like 10 minutes late and I'm like, hey, Doug, you know, there was traffic on the five freeway and then my car had a hard, had a hard time starting it. And he just put his hand up, like just stop me from talking. And I stopped because I have so much respect for that guy. And I looked at him and he goes, hey, circumstance does not change responsibility. And I was like, holy f- he's right. I could have just left an hour earlier, gotten to work 45 minutes earlier and taken my time and chilled until my shift was going to start circumstance does not change your responsibility. So how often do you use excuses? If you've got responsibility, your circumstances do not change that. You do whatever you've got to do regardless of how you feel. I'm going to tell you, that's a hard pill for some of our listeners, I'm sure, to swallow. No, there ain't no uh, but, but, you know, there's a difference between an excuse and a reason. But when you start reasoning yourself into excuses, that's when you got a problem. You know, it's just like, a real good example, you know, my wife teaches on the college level and uh, a lot of times uh, she gets emails from students. Well, you know, 
I've got I, I've got I've got three kids and I live by myself and I have to work. Uh, can I get an extension? Um, yeah, I've been I, I've been sick taking care of my ill father. Can I get an extension? Uh, a lot of things in life go on to uh, that happen that way, and a lot of times it's not all the time, but a lot of times people make stuff up like that just to get extensions. Uh, but the thing about it is, is that uh, you still have a responsibility to finish the course, and you still have a responsibility to be able to pass it right. Just in this scenario, this this illustration that I'm trying to give. If, if life is too much for you to be able to do the things that you want to do, then you have to start prioritizing things and putting such things on the back burner and, and take care of life. So when you have responsibilities that you take on, uh, you, you got to be mindful. Can I really do this? Can I really can I really fulfill what I'm supposed to be doing? And if what you're supposed to be doing has to do with meeting your other obligations and responsibilities, then you probably have to uh, take a close look at, you know, your environment around you, your situation where you're at, and uh, make sure that you are got everything prioritized in the right way in order to be able to finish and meet all your obligations. Uh, well said, brother. Well, well said. I mean... It just is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there just ain't no way to sugarcoat around it. I think you, you summed it up beautifully, man. I appreciate that. Tell you, what's our weather looking like coming up this week, man? It's actually not going to be too bad. we got a pretty good chance of rain on Wednesday and also on Friday of this week, more so on Wednesday. But, man, the temperatures, it's going to be still a little cool at night. Uh, a few nights this week below 50 degrees. You're looking at Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings below 50. Uh, but, man, uh, today, Monday, 74 for the high, 77 for tomorrow, 61 on Wednesday with a little rain coming in and then it kind of cools down into the lower 50s but then Friday Saturday and Sunday is coming back uh, with the big bang Saturday we're looking at 70 and Sunday on 71 partly cloudy to mostly cloudy skies less than a 25 percent chance of rain over the weekend as of today but and we all know how that can change but actually pretty good shape I think spring is is well on its way you know, I agree with you. I do think we're going to get one more cold snap, though. You know, we they always, always do, do, it seems like. It just it? kicks you in the teeth right there yep. towards the end, man. It's just wild. So, well, T, I appreciate that on the way, brother. All right, guys, it's time for that local news. And, of course, this is brought to you by the best, the best freaking landscape company all around. Not just all the <laughs> branch. Right. Not just the state of Mississippi, but just the best there is. Okay? I could have used them today, man. I spent over an hour cutting back <laughs> on my landscaping around my house. Oh, man, they're so good, guys. That is Michael Hatcher and Associates. And guys, I've known Michael Hatcher for a long time. He has been a huge supporter of our school over there at Center Hill. 
They've got his give back to their community so much. It's just a great place, and it's a, a great place to work, too. So if you're looking for a new career, you want to try something different, great pay, great benefits, great leadership, team atmosphere, that's the kind of place you want to look at. Go to HatcherLandscape.com and check out what kind of positions they have available. They are always looking for the next big hire, and that could be you. Tell you what are we looking like for our news, man. Well, just a reminder that the presidential primaries, yes, it's that time of year and cycle of the presidential terms in which primaries are coming along. They're going to be uh, March the 12th, uh, but absentee and in-person voting begins on March 9th. Uh, For more information or to try to get registered in order to participate in the primaries, uh, notify or go by and see the fine folks at the DeSoto County Circuit Clerk's Office. That's at 2535 Highway 51 South in Hernando. Their hours are Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. But on Saturday, March 2nd, that's this coming Saturday, and also next Saturday, March 9th, they're going to be open just for this from 8 a.m. to noon, both of those Saturdays. So make sure you get out and get that taken care of right away so you can be a part of the presidential primaries once again on march 12th there is a scam alert it's a scam alert (laughs) watch out for phone calls from a subject claiming to be employed with the olive branch police department and that the person owes fines to be paid immediately please be advised that the ob police department does not make phone calls of this nature They make personal visits. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) If you receive a call like this, please contact the Investigative Services Division at 662-892-9400. And we got one last thing for news. You know, sometimes no news is good news. You know what I mean? Dang right. Absolutely. There's only two weeks left until the Olive Branch Senior Center Spring Craft Fair. Come browse over 60 vendors on the grounds of the Senior Center on Saturday, March the ninth sounds like a good time and it is guys look you got to think about senior crafts i mean you have everything you could imagine you know these sweet ladies and some fellas too may make some awesome awesome stuff uh you talk about good uh, home-baked goods you know different types of crafts when it comes to blankets (laughs) afghans everything like that it's good for you you know just and you're helping the, the senior center so if you get a chance to go out there go check it out it really does make a difference well, guys, that's it for our news. And a quick reminder, if you'd like to advertise or be a part of the podcast, give us some information, whatever, please reach out to us at theobpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear more from you. Guys, got a special segment this week with our good friend Dale Dickerson. Our basically about every two weeks, sometimes every once a month, we get our alderman report, and this week yep. was a big one. Doozy, um, man! I got to talk to Dale for a little over ten minutes, and uh, he discusses his four-hour, four-hour meeting they had the other day, talking about new homes, apartments. And it's uh, it's quite a doozy, guys. And so, look, let's just go to this audio now, and I think you're going to enjoy uh, how it all turned out. Hey, guys and gals, got my good friend Dale with me. Dale, it's been a minute since I've had you on, but, man, I got to tell you, I'm excited this week to talk to you. I know y'all had a huge meeting there uh, this past week. I do believe, what, what, three, four hours? How long was it, Dale? It was four hours for uh, a little over for the 
meeting, and it was a it was a well attended, is what I'll say, because it was almost completely full. There wasn't hardly a parking place left in the parking lot wow. for that, that meeting. Well, Dale, I think everybody, you know, should understand the only time you fill the house is when there's something controversial and people are worried something's coming they don't want. Am I right? Yeah, that is right. There, there's a lot of interest in those. And, and normally meetings, we may have 10 or 15 people, and, and I don't know how many we had the other night, but it was a bunch. Well, go ahead and hit us with it, Dale. What 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 was so contentious? I know it was a couple things. We had a couple of uh, rezonings. Uh, the first one was uh, – putting in 650-plus houses over off, off 302, just east of Polk Lane and uh, Eastern Drive over there on 302, which is on the north side of 302. Now, that one only had one person that was actually there to speak about that one, but the alderman had a lot of concerns about it. It, it looks like it's a pretty nice development. I went and looked at one they've got already in uh, at the outskirts of Bahia. It's a pretty nice-looking subdivision. It's, it's uh, very small lots, but decent size houses on them. And the discussion we had, uh, there was a lot of concern about the alderman about how small some of the lots were and how many houses. And so the developer and them talked back and forth with the alderman and they decided to table that one for uh, till our second meeting in March and to come back and, and get with planning and maybe to increase the lot sizes and maybe reduce the total number of houses. But one good thing about that development is we've got a lot of people that are concerned about all this development. It's cutting down all the trees and just making the ground bare. In this particular case, uh, they were required to have 10% set aside for parkland or recreation or whatever. In this case, it was 30% that they had set aside. They were leaving quite a good bit of the area, which was about 70 acres of, of trees and, and natural stuff that would have remained which is that to me is a is a great idea for that sounds awesome yeah that sounds awesome well the and the other one was the one that has generated the most interest uh, that was the proposal to put 410 apartments uh on old goodman road uh just south of uh, 302 along front i guess of uh, maybe the magnolia subdivision maybe part of the branch subdivision over there that's the one that generated the most interest. Um, that was not the normal apartment complex that, that you hear about when you apartments. You say, okay, I've got a big three-story box building with uh, 20-something units per acre, and, and you know, like we've got it already in some places. All right. so this was one they considered like medium density. They only had like nine units per uh, acre of, uh, of dwellings, and it was extremely high-dollar uh, Designed, they've got uh, similar um, apartments that these were modeled after outside of uh, Franklin, Tennessee, Huntsville, Alabama, and Austin, Texas. That's what these were going to be mirror images of. And it was an extremely um, impressive design by the developer. But there was quite a few people that were against it. The uh, developer made a lot of good uh, points about why it would be a good idea. And one of the ones that impressed me the most about the uh, is the fact that we've got a lot of complaints about how much rental houses are taken over in our city and across the country. And they brought up the point that, well, the the renter only has an option uh, that exists in the apartment we've got, or 
they're going to have to rent from these uh, big companies that have come and bought all the houses. So if there's a large market for people wanting to rent, why not um, have an apartment there, a nice apartment set of apartments, so that maybe the rental company would have some competition and maybe they would buy as many houses in the neighborhood, which I thought was a very valid point. I can see that. Um, the main concerns from the uh, citizens were, you know, I guess probably threefold crime, um, traffic, and possibly flooding issues uh, involved with that moving that uh, area and, and having the apartments built. The developer was going to put a, a four acre lake, stock lake on there, which would be uh, mainly designed beside the, the, the recreation, would be to catch all the stormwater. Most of the time, when you have developments like that, they're only required to put a retention pond in just to catch the water they're going to generate. In this case, they would um, way go over that requirement with that big old lake there to, to really solve some problems that have got flooding already on that site. So that was a plus for the developer. Uh, crime, we do have some crime issues in some of our existing apartments, and that was concerns with the citizens and a couple of the aldermen that that might be an issue. But the primary concern of most everybody was the traffic that that would generate on that two-lane Old Goodman Road. And uh, the developer had said, okay, everybody that's wanting to go east on 302 will just go out to the entrance there and go to 302 there in, in Old Goodman and just turn right and get out on a four-lane divided road and, and go wherever they needed to go. The ones who wanted to go back west would go down uh, Old Goodman to get on Alexander maybe and go to the light and go back west or uh, South Haven or Kroger, wherever they need to go that way. And there'd be some that would want to go down to Old Goodman toward town, um, maybe even go to the high school and cut across to Magnolia. Uh, that was still a lot of concern from the citizens that because Goodman Road is two lanes with no sidewalks, there's already people that um, walk along there that don't either have to walk in somebody's yard or in the edge of the street. And they just didn't want that much traffic dumped on old goodman and that was an extremely valid concern it was a concern of mine about that um you know if you add a bunch of traffic on magnolia going to the schools or on old goodman headed all the way into old town but that's just not designed for that much traffic on trains or anything else come by it really backs up already with not that much additional traffic valid points for sure no doubt it is and then um the other issue that I had a concern with was the um, people that were building an apartment would have such a nice facility. They were going to have it completely fenced in. They were going to have security checks for people that uh, that live there that would not only go to the management company, but also go to the police and so we'd know who's living over there. But my concern was once they had the apartments in five, 10 years, 15 years down the road, if they sold it, I don't know what, um, a new management company, what their practice would be if they would be as intent as a local developer like this was. Makes so, sense. yeah, I mean, like we, 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 like we had a lot of people to speak against and we only had a couple of people speak for it, but both of those were developers here in town. One of them actually owns rental property here and, and the other one uh, has been a developer in this area for a pretty long time. 
and they both recommended us approving it because it was such a nice deal that it's not any you don't have anywhere around that's like that and with all the development that's going into marshall county with that 1.9 billion dollar investment they've got it's going to be a lot of job opportunities and people are going to need a place to live and they said well why not have them live here in our branch even though they're working in marshall county but they would still be here buying groceries buying gas, you know, spending money here because it would be their home. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, Olive Branch has got a lot of nice amenities. Why not? You know, so. Yeah. One of those well, things. we ended up, after a long, long discussion, uh, the board ended up deciding uh, not to approve it five to two. And I'll admit, I was one of the two that voted for departments and people said, you know, you've always been against departments. Why would you ever consider voting for this one? Well, the reason I voted for it is because of the current zoning of that land. The land's probably going to be developed. I have no doubt that at some point it's going to be developed by the owner. But the current zoning is is part, part of it is office, and the rest of it is commercial. And when I say commercial, it is zoned already, if, and it would never come before us to even be approved. Is they could put car lots, hotel, a large grocery store, or a Lowe's-type development, something like that. And if they ever develop it that way, I'm scared that the end results for the neighborhood is going to be worse than what the apartments would have been because of the increased traffic and maybe even late hours and stuff like that. So I, I just thought, okay, what's the best solution for these people long-term? I'm scared they may have won the battle, but will end up losing the war over the, what actually develops in the situation. So That's a good point. That's a good point. No doubt. Well, the one thing people are going to have to realize, all the branches is just continuing to grow and grow, and traffic is always going to be an issue. And uh, until some other things happen, it's just going to be a part of who we are. You know, it's just reality. It is. And, and uh, we were we were asked about, uh, we asked our planners, you know, what's the standard for the percentage of apartments in, uh, in a city or whatever. In the state of Florida, they're planning staff and their recommendation is 75 percent homes and 25 percent apartments and i think Kyrieville recently went to that same standard germantown's pretty close right now the olive branch uh, percentage is only at 10 percent apartments that we've got in the city and if we'd have added the 410 we'd only been up to about 12 percent so it was not like we're flooded with apartments it, even with all the ones that have been uh, that are there and the ones that we've approved in these mixed use developments we still would have only been at 12%, which is half what the other standard is around right. us. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Dale, there's something else that has been kind of uh, kind of piquing my interest. I've noticed some new signs on 305 Highway uh, for old Cascades. What's going on with that? Because you know, I know there's a lot of people out there been naysaying and said it was dead in the water, but it looks like it's not. It's definitely not. And we've talked about this in one of our earlier shows. That they've had a lot of uh, issues trying to get – plans approved for 305 development uh, the cascades now has um, they put up of course new signs but they've actually had equipment in there laying uh, water and uh, sewer lines into the project getting ready to and, and put them in the ground so there's work being done which is a very positive thing for that development um, don't know when they'll actually start on the road developments on 305 but it's uh to me that just indicates the project is not dead. They're not going to be spending money on something that they're not going to ever use. So you know, once you can move dirt around a lot, but once you start putting pipes in the ground, you're pretty serious about what you're going to do. Yeah, no doubt. 
No doubt. Well, is there anything else been going on with you, Dale? You made the big trips or done anything, uh, you know, memorable for here for the OB folks? Yes, I did. I went down to uh, Itabena at Mississippi Valley State Wednesday night. Our boys and girls at Bridge High School were both in the Elite Eight for the state of Mississippi in 6A. The girls, unfortunately, got beat, but the boys did win. They are headed to Jackson next week for the Final Four, which will be their third consecutive year to be in the Final Four. Two years ago, they finished runner-up. Last year, they got beat in the semifinals, but they're headed back again, so... Wednesday night, I'm headed down to Jackson to the big house and watch them play. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, congrats to those conquistadors. That's a big honor. Coach Rombaugh does a fine job over there, a very talented group, and it is really, really hard to get to Jackson three years in a row. So that's that's quite a it, it, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, there is. there's not many teams that you see even back-to-back here. So I know our girls won the state three years in a row several years ago, but in uh, the boys, it's really tough to keep going back. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, congratulations to those people, and I hope that they make it and go all the way, and we'll uh, keep you guys reported on that. But, Dale, as always, man, we really appreciate you joining the podcast. It means a lot. Uh, thanks for the information on those two big issues, and uh, I hope everybody appreciates the information like we do. And until we get you back on again uh, next time. All right, buddy. Thank you so See much. You later. All right. Four hours. Did they, yeah. did they did they did they have to have a paramedic on standby after about two? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just, gracious, that's gracious. What what about the apartment area down there, man? So here's the deal: like you know, like we talked about with the Dale, you know, people get real antsy when they hear the word apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just yeah. you know, they, yeah. they think of you know low rent, they think of riffraff, they think of crime, they think of traffic. You know, I got Dale's point, man. He was like, this is supposed to be a really upscale place, you know, gated, security, uh, you know, entry point, Mm -hmm. um, more of the high-end stuff. And, you know, and I'm sure there was people there that were like, oh, we don't need more apartments. But then when you put those comparisons in that we have like less than 10% of apartments for our population compared to the model of 25% in other areas, you know, that kind of spoke volumes. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I... Honest, my personal opinion, I'm not a huge fan of apartments. I think you mm-hmm. you become more of a true, you stay more hometown, you know, more small right. town esque with less mm-hmm. apartments you have. Um, but you know, all the branches is growing by leaps and bounds. We're over fifty thousand people. Um, like he said, Cascades is back on, and yeah. it's just going to keep exploding. You know, and so yeah. um, Maybe high end apartments. Okay, I could I could deal with that. You know, um, you know I can think from the school standpoint. You're like, oh man, apartments lead to more troubles. Well, these apartments would be in all the branches school district. Um, and like I said, I think that if they're the higher end, and I don't think it'd be much more. I don't think it'd be family uh, units. I think it'd be more. You know, high, you know, high, yeah, I guess single. executive or you know, or not senior living. You know, more people with a smaller base. Yeah. I mean, so. I just don't know. But either way it goes, um, it wasn't approved, so it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. So it is what it is. Moving you know? on. <laughs> Moving on. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, But always, we appreciate Dale joining us and giving us that report. Absolutely. Uh, that was a big deal, so I really, really appreciate it. It's time for those dad jokes, brother. You know, yes, and sir. You, you know, this is we're going to continue the Italian, 
stampede of jokes. You know, I know last week you were just, you know, <laughs> I know you were just loving last week, but I'm going to get you to bring you some doozies this time. <laughs> Of course, it's brought to you by our good friend, Allie Edgelolly, guys. Uh, Allie called me the other day, T, and he, we, we both talk podcasts. You know, he's a big podcasting yeah. guy, listens oh, yeah. to some good ones, made some good recommendations. Um, we talked about it. He uh, he just finished Fox Hunter. Uh, he said it was pretty good. I recommended two of my absolute favorite podcasts. One is called S-Town, which is short for S-H-I, beep, you know, um, town. What? Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, and it is a really, really cool story uh, about a guy, a watch fixer, which is a hermitologist. It's a, you know, they're rare. Right. There's like eight or mm-hmm. ten of them in the world. Yeah. And, um, and he's in uh, what he calls S-Town, Alabama. And mm-hmm. he thinks a murder has been covered up, and an investigative reporter from New York goes down there, and the story turns over on its head. It's an absolutely fantastic wow. podcast. So it must be based in Birmingham. <laughs> no, it's actually, I think, Hollywood, Alabama. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, and another one I told him it was good is the if you're a Mississippi uh, true crime person, uh, you want to hear possible corruption and everything else, it's the story of Curtis Flowers, and it's called In the Dark. Uh, season two mm. and if you don't know who Curtis Flowers is Curtis Flowers was a man who was convicted of killing four people mm-hmm. um, in a small town and you know uh, I don't know if it's right outside of Charleston or somewhere near there in an old furniture store back in I guess 90s early 2000s he was convicted and uh, sentenced to death and appealed and is now um, out a free man and the podcast right. goes over uh, the corruption and the miscues and everything else about it. And it's a really, really good podcast. And the podcast even got in on the court proceedings that got him uh, exonerated. Uh, it's, wow. It's wild. So yeah. two, there's your two out-of-the-blue podcast recommendations during our dad joke segment. So there you go. But, and, and like this show, that advice and those recommendations are absolutely free. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We do accept tips, yes. Um, <laughs> but Google anyway, the third. <laughs> but anyway, guys, <laughs> Allie's a good friend of ours and fantastic insurance agent. You know, a lot of people can't say that about their insurance agent. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'll tell you this: he saved me money several times. He's handled some claims for me. He has been nothing but top-notch professional, and I'm happy he's in my life. And he needs to be in yours. If you hadn't got a quote. Uh, to see if you're paying too much or seeing your coverage comparison, go check him out over on Olive Branch, man. He's truly a great guy. Give him 10 minutes, and he'll show you why you need to be using him for your insurance. Uh, T, these dad jokes, Italian style, I can't wait. You ready? Okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. T, how can you tell if an Italian's in the mafia? You want to find out? <laughs> His favorite dish is a broken leg of lamb. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, uh, get rid of the gun and keep the cannolis. <laughs> Tell you, what's the difference between a smart Italian and a unicorn? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Nothing. I'm waiting. <laughs> They're both fictional characters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tell you, what does fiat stand for? I, I don't know. Fix it again, Tony. Golly, man, you're going to wake up with a horse head in your bed. You keep this up, buddy. T, why are Italians known as magicians? Why are you you picking on Italians, dude? (laughs) You're Italian. Why are you picking on us, dude? You know the answer? Why are you picking on us, bro? What? (laughs) They can make people disappear. Oh, God. (laughs) 
<laughs> you want to find out? You, you know, See, we got an 800 number. <laughs> What's the difference between an Italian grandmother and an elephant? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Watch it now. <laughs> 50 pounds in a black dress. That's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my See? goodness. Why do Italian men have mustaches? <laughs> Please tell me, right? To look like their mothers. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, dude, you're going to tick somebody off, bro. I got three more. I might as well just go out with a bang. Three more. Oh, my gosh. Go Tell ahead. You, how do you know you're an Italian? I look in the mirror. Oh, no. You have 15 phone numbers to reach a family of three. Oh, my gosh. See, why do so many Italians turn their houses into Italian restaurants? To, to, so they don't have to turn off. So they don't have to take down their Christmas lights. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Last one, T. Thank See, goodness. How many Italians does it take to throw someone off a cliff? <laughs> All of them. I don't know. None. He slipped, officer. <laughs> slipped, your honor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he fell all the way down. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that was good. I, I have to say, oh, I enjoyed man. it, I think, more than you did, but it's okay. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I call it at your expense. So. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, guys, we hope you all enjoyed it. Had some fun with me on that one. Remember, if you hadn't done so already, hit that subscribe button. Hey, sure what nationality are you going to make fun of next week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm off I'm off that. I'm off that. I promise you. Hey, so you can send your emails to, at, to uh, Zach there. <laughs> Theobpod yeah, yeah. at gmail.com. That's right. Well, tell your friends, your family, your coworkers about us. We really appreciate you. Listening. All right, now it's time for random facts and stories you likely didn't know. Brought to you by our good friends at A-Plus Heating and Air Conditioning Service. Hey, if you're having trouble with your HVAC system, or you just needed new equipment, or you just need it maintained, whatever you have right now, Tim and his family-run business are the ones to call. Expert, expert, top-notch craftsmanship, customer service to ensure your overall experience is one you're going to brag about to your friends. Day or night, don't hesitate to call Tim and his crew at A-Plus because they want to make sure that you're taken care of when you are in need. You can call them at the office at 662-626-7287 during normal business hours, or you can call Tim anytime on his personal cell phone at 901-496-7867. All right, Zachary, these are a little bit interesting here. Uh, first of all, did you know... In 1949, <laughs> an, an official boxing match between a bear and a man. The man's name was Gus Waldorf. He was an idiot. <laughs> he fought a bear. In a guess who, sanctioned guess who fighting. won? In a sanctioned fight. And guess who won? <laughs> Go with the bear. <laughs> the bear. <laughs> Go figure. Not only that, but Gus was carted off with several severe injuries. Imagine that. Now, if you look at the picture here, the bear has a muzzle and special he designed does. gloves. So, so he that doesn't he would, maul him. So he doesn't eat him. <laughs> and Gus still got whipped. That's right. 
All right, all right. Now this this has got to be the one that you were alluded to earlier. Oh, this is great. This has got to be. Should we save this for last? Yeah, let's save this for last. Let's okay. move on. Let's uh, so let's move on to one that's not so uh, <laughs> yeah talkative. All right. Did you know an episode of Peppa Pig? I remember Peppa Pig mm-hmm. was once banned in Australia because it taught the audience not to be afraid of spiders which in Australia is a potentially dangerous message in a country known for its deadly spiders. Yeah, no joke. Boy, was that a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> no doubt. Poor kid gets bit in the face, face swells up. Friendly but spider. But Lothler, Peppa Pig said, I can touch the spider. Yeah. Poor kids. Wow. All right, here's the last one. Y'all hang on to your britches on this one, literally. <laughs> Did you know there's a Japanese water beetle that when eaten by a frog will travel through the the frog's digestive system and escape out the back end alive and unharmed? Mm. Who's hungry? Mm. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I'm just... I'm just shaking my head at that one, y'all. You know I don't, both. That's crazy. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> uh, oh, well. He was full for a second. Yeah, That's right. That's about it. All right, guys, we're going to close out the show with some TV reviews, and I'm excited this week, man. You know, talk about a a show that just ended on HBO called True Detective. Uh, Guys, this is brought to you by our good friends over at Rodman's Property. Their website, iBuyDeSoto.com. Let me say that again, iBuyDeSoto.com. You know what they do at this website, T? They buy houses from people who don't want houses for cash real fast, don't want to go through a realtor process, because their house usually is got problems yeah. outdated or it's a divorce mm-hmm. or it's a junker or they have tenants and they're tired of it and you want somebody local who doesn't feel like you're a scam then you want to go to ibuydesoto.com and check out these folks they're great they will take care of you t i'm gonna warn everybody i'm gonna talk about true detective season four called night country yeah. This is going to have spoilers in it. If you have not Rancid. watched it and are planning to watch it, then I recommend you going ahead and turning off the show. We appreciate you listening to us. And uh, this is our last yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and everything else. But from this point forward, snow holds bar when it comes to this right. review. Okay. Yep. Here we go. All right, here Get we go. Roll. Guys, this is season four. Now there are three previous seasons. Season one, in my in my opinion, is arguably the best season of television ever created. It is really? absolutely fantastic. It is if you're especially if you're a person oh, who yeah, likes wait crime a second. History, yeah. Woody Harrelson. I, I, yeah, I remember I saw, that was years ago. Too, years yeah. ago, over ten years ago. Fantastic. Play, uh, Louisiana detectives mm-hmm. uh, trying to solve a uh, serial killer and um, called called the Yellow King, and it has just amazing cinematography, amazing writing, amazing acting. It's just absolutely fantastic. Well, they came out with season two, and it was an absolute warm turd of an episode <laughs> series. Let me just tell you, a super warm. Just you yeah. know, it was awful. The creator of the show, it's and like the that director, bug in the frog. Yeah, it just they had 
they had big differences of opinions or some jealousy, and the second season was just a train wreck. Do not want you. Do not watch it. Season three was a major recoup of awesomeness. Uh, this one had Stephen Dorff and um, Marshawn Ali playing Arkansas detectives looking for a missing girl, and uh, because her brother was murdered as a child. Yeah. Um, and it is a fantastic season as well. And unfortunately, nothing will compare to season one, but it was, it was absolutely awesome. Two detectives over 25 years searching for a missing person uh, and a series of some murders and different things in, in rural Arkansas. It was fantastic. Season four, True Detective, is set in Alaska, of all places, with the Jodie Foster being a police chief in Enos, Alaska. I'm talking middle of nowhere, ice... You frozen tundra and the yeah. reason they call it night country is because it, it, it happens around christmas when the sun goes out um for like 60 days that they're, mm-hmm. they're that far up in alaska and but enos alaska is a fictional place this was actually filmed in uh, iceland um and so on um she has a I female thought you, i thought you were going to say tallahassee <laughs> yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah Lord, but uh, she has a, a female companion um, partner uh, who used to be her partner, and then now she works for state police. And they are trying to solve the mystery of why seven scientists who are doing core drilling in that area suddenly are all found, all frozen in the ice, naked with their clothes folded up next to them. Oh, good gracious! And it is wild. And when you start, the show starts off with a bang. They take all these uh, scientists who are naked, frozen to each other because they went out in this unbelievable, you know, climate temperatures, yeah. and yeah. take them to an ice rink to let them slowly defrost so to preserve evidence. And during this entire wow. time, they're trying to solve their murder. They're calling it a murder, and you find out there's corruption. You find out the Jodie Foster's character is a kind of a you know, promiscuous character. Um, you know, she's got a, a, a child who's a step a stepdaughter of a marriage that she's a of native descent, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. it, you know, so they play on a lot of environmental issues, a lot of, they kind of play at a lot of things you would consider kind of woke, if that makes sense. Yeah. They don't yeah. harp on it, but they touch it enough to make you go, okay, there's a little bit of political undertones here. They yeah. talk about the lack of police support and corruption, you know, people being lost in the system, things of that nature. Anyway, long story short, these two are investigating a this um, crazy, you know, murder situation where all these scientists and they're looking for one scientist that was not in the bunch and they think he's the one that did it all. And then during this whole time, they've realized that it might be a connection to an old murder of a female who was killed years prior. Okay. One thing leads to another, and you find out everybody's got skeleton in their closets, and it, it's in six episodes. It's not a normal eight or ten episode season. It goes to the sixth episode, so things move at a very fast pace in the show, which I usually don't doesn't bother me. All right, but in by the time you get to episode end of five and six, they completely turn the show upside down. People you hmm. think are good, honest folks are suddenly doing turning to murderers, and then you and then in the end. You think we're going to have, they've given you these clues of supernatural all the way through this entire season. 
right? Yeah. That, yeah. you know, they were taken by the night country and there's these symbols and tattoos of these swirls and, you know, and people see people, there's a woman they go talk to who sees dead people who leads them to this different places and supernatural, supernatural, supernatural to an ending that's like, uh, that's all it was. <laughs> and it's the most fall on your face ending when it comes to really? when it comes to what you were building up to expect does that make yeah. sense yeah you literally find out that the two of them the reason they're not cop partners anymore is because they murdered a, a guy who was a killing and abusing women and they yeah. covered it up and you yeah. find out the scientists were killed by the cleaning crew of a bunch of women that were upset that the girl who died a long time ago was the girlfriend of one of the scientists, and because the police didn't do nothing, they went and did their own vigilante justice by oh, taking them out there. So, I mean, like, it was kind of like, what? What? <laughs> the, the, and then, at the end, one of the, uh, you know, the, one of the officers who's, you know, native from the area, like they're saying, she believes you see dead people if you're from that area and those kind of people that yeah. you see and speak to spirits. So she just takes a walk off in the ice to commit suicide, and at the end of the show, you know, uh, Jodie Foster character, who's not native like that, is sitting there talking and having coffee with a ghost. I mean, what? like I say, when I say what is exactly how a lot of people were looking at the season's end. So the original creator of the show, True Detective, Nick Pizzolato, in season one, wrote it, wrote season two and three. He did not write this season. Okay, he did not have any part of the director helm, this, that, or so on. <clears throat> they went with a completely female lead cast. They went with a female director, this, like that. And I'm not trying to be sexist or woman power, this, that, or so on. But it, it gives you the feeling that was the point of the season, if that makes gotcha. sense. Like, even yeah. my wife picked up on that. And she goes, it's obvious that they're trying – like, every male character in the show was either a subordinate or a bad guy. Yeah. That's what they <clears> – <throat> and it's it just – it was uncanny – other than mm-hmm. one character, one character, you know, and the funny thing is they made him look like instead of having someone who's being left at home to carry, he was left at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just, it felt like it had undertones and that's why it got a lot of barbecue when it came to a lot of reviews and a lot of people yeah. who were true to the series of True Detective felt yeah. like it, it has been contaminated much like as Disney has and Star Wars has and everything else. Well, just about everything has nowadays, it seems right. like. So, um, and so I was I was kind of disappointed. I, like It had a great buildup. I think Jodie Foster is a phenomenal actress. I think the girl that was with her was doing great. You know, I, and I was okay with the you know the semi woke undertones on some different things like that. I mean, that's gonna that's that's become norm, you know now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, is that the ending just was just a warm turd. I just you know the series was good until the did, ending. Did it make you feel like they had to just come up with something because it had to be the last episode or what? No, I just because see for me that's that's what happened with Ozark on Netflix. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. The last, well, I think the last, was, they were. I think people were just ready for ridiculous. a den. Yeah, yeah, they were just ready for yeah. a den. Um, but I just honestly, you know, for it to build up to something so monumental, and for it to be nothing as simple as a group of women just upset and running folks out, it's just not how it was set up. You know, the, yeah. if you had set it up where it wasn't so supernatural heavy. And such mm-hmm. a huge mystery, then mm-hmm. it would have been. It would have been so much. It'd been a better show, a better, yeah. better conclusion. 
Yeah. You know, and then of course she's a person who's talking about how she has ethics and you're going to follow through and this sort of stuff. And then you find out she covered up a murder and then she can let all these people go because yeah. of local town justice. Yeah. So, I mean, like it was, you know, it, it, it was like big corporation in the area that supplies the area was the bad guys and they found a way to make them the bad guys, even though scientists got murdered for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it is what it morning. is. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, uh, is it you know? Are you wrong for watching it? No, but careful about your expectations is what I could say you, about that. You, you could have done something more with those hours of watching. Right now, next week I've got another review of a couple different things that we're going to have a lot of fun with, and there'll be some okay. good things. So looking forward to that. But guys, I really appreciate y'all listening to us on the pod as always. Hope y'all enjoyed the information. Hope my review wasn't too harsh on you. But other than that, uh, I think we're going to call it for this week on OB Pod, and I'm Zach. I'm T. And we'll see you guys next week. I know amazing grace, but I ain't been living them words. Swear I spend more Sundays drunk off my ass than I have in church. Hardcover King James only been saving dust on the nightstand. And I don't know what to say by the time I